welcome to episode 16 Woo! of the Seeker Strength Podcast. Uh, recently, we have transversed the great 10,000 listens. Yeah. Nothing significant about 10,000 really, but it's just a big number considering... It just sounds impressive. <laughs> I remember being excited after like two weeks of hitting 1,000 listens. Yeah. Like texting Dara being like, I, I love the stats on it and the analytics and stuff and... Uh, just really just makes me very happy and to see 10,000 was uh, I think we uploaded our first podcast on the 20 is the 23rd of May or April, May, April let's say yeah an introduction and then number two was Gabriel and now here we are so next stop 100,000 a million Mullins Mullins of listens Mullins uh, Spotify is slowly catching up to the SoundCloud just because yeah. SoundCloud was on, around longer um, I'd say it'll end up overtaking it soon it's a nicer app to use. Yeah. And I think it's just like having that, you use that same app for everything. Yeah. So I, much easier. The only thing with SoundCloud is it's uh, free to use. Yeah. You don't need an account or anything. They do have ads on it now, actually, when you don't have an account. Do they? It's only literally this week that I've noticed they do ads. I've never used it for anything other than uploading a podcast. There's one thing I do listen to it on, as they have loads of um, moshes. So like Kanye West and <laughs> Sam Smith. There's an unbelievable one called... Uh, so Sam Smith's song, uh, I'm the only one, and yeah. Kanye West camera which song it is. But there's a mashup, and it's one of the greatest songs I've ever heard. Jesus Christ! It's amazing. I'll send you later. Yeah, and <laughs> link in the description. <laughs> <laughs> but they just don't seem to be on like Spotify and stuff. Yeah. So imagine rights and all that. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's the same with covers. Like a lot of covers aren't done on Spotify on the YouTube's on the YouTube's. Great acoustics on YouTube as well. Yeah. Do you see Jesus, her? watching YouTube driving down the road is no crack though. <laughs> not safe I'd imagine <laughs> do you know um, Farrell Williams he had yeah. that happy remember that song yeah huge. yeah yeah apparently he got something like a thousand dollars something for that fuck oh apparently Spotify was worse screwing people over I don't know if they're doing it now yeah. anymore well we're not getting any of that money no we're getting none of that Spotify blood money <laughs> uh, if anyone just in case you're wondering Spotify podcasts are actually still a beta so they've great analytics and stuff but the webpage is fairly um, yeah. it's like rudimentary it's like what ordering weightlifting shoes was back yeah. six years ago. From like Manfred Nerlinger on his um, Adidas weightlifting page. Um, but still, they still get the podcast up there. It's an easy app to use. Get a lot We're of on iTunes as well. But nobody's ever asked us about it. No one's ever asked iTunes. No. Um, so we are up there for you non-Android users. Um, but sure, everyone can get Spotify, can't they? It's yeah. uh, universal. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. And um, Spotify was a big one. I think people use SoundCloud originally just because we only had SoundCloud for the first few weeks. Yeah. Very grateful. But um, <laughs> we appreciate the... Very much, thank you. Like, using new apps is, is like, not cool. Oh, it's harrowing. Harrowing. The websites. Remember, before, before, websites had, like, singular purposes and you had one thing for it. Yeah. Now it's like, I have to use it. Like, everything has to be on one app now. Yeah, yeah. The multiple platforms. So, our YouTube will be coming soon once we... um get something sorted it's just uh time literally time. time yeah like literally don't people use literally the wrong way <laughs> this is literally time this is just time constraint literally but we will get that sorted it won't be daily vlogs but it'll no. be more um just anything to do with seeking kind of yeah recordings and see if people like it a bit more kind of informational stuff as well yeah like course. along the lines of the q a's and stuff but Actually giving a bit more content, um, dropping some knowledge bombs. Mm-hmm. So talking about knowledge bombs, today we're going to talk about goal setting. You're after achieving two big goals in the last 
two weeks. So when, when Dara was texting me about this podcast, it kept coming up as good all. So then I thought he meant Goodelli, the weightlifter. So oh yeah, like, my autocorrect kept putting goal setting as Goodall. Why, why would I want to? <laughs> there's a, there's some, um, oh, I think it's like a, it's one of the sports science books is written by Goodall and something. So it's probably just in my saved words. Oh, is multiple. That? Oh, okay, okay, okay. Um, yes. So two, I've cleaned jerk with 90s. Like, so as you said, if you listen to do, oh, shit. So people haven't. The Training Reflection podcast. Well, they will have listened to it. Would have listened to it by yeah. now, so 90, so there's no need to go into that again. And if you haven't listened to it, go listen to it. It's Training Reflections uh, 6, is it? Ah, uh, 5. 5. And then we, I did the 120 strict press on the Tuesday. Tuesday. So I was racing me, so 120, and uh, last week I hit 115. The last day of training at Gabriel, uh, just because everyone was pretty fucked from training for a few days, training fairly intensely. So... I was just doing the strict press and eight one fifteen, which is a PB, but it wasn't really something I was um, I needed to grind for. It was it was part of the progress. One twenty was a big one, and so then on uh, Monday, I uh, one of my buddies got me some three D, what's his name, Christian Guzman's energy drink or something, and I had it. It's <laughs> like your buddy is Christian Guzman. Mark buddy Guzman. So it'll also be a training reflection in the one twenty, so we don't need to go into that. But yeah. um, basically, goal setting. So part of the, those goals were. The 190 wasn't, um, it was a stepping stone to my goal, I suppose. Yeah. would call that a minor, and I'm sure there's more mythology behind that. There. More mythology. Mythology. More uh, methodologies, is it? No, I meant mythology. <laughs> um, so I written. So last year, I had written down, uh, when we were heading back from Mongolia to Russia, to the finish line of the rally we were doing, I bought a little letter-bound book, a little journal in, <laughs> um, in, in Kazakhstan. In Kazakhstan, yeah. yeah and I... I'd, uh, we're just sitting if anyone's ever gone through border control overland it is not the same as through uh, no. airports it's totally opposite it's corrupt and especially the border control into Russia and god forbid you have a vehicle oh my god <laughs> so if you if, we were, <laughs> if you think your car has gotten searched by if you were like pulled over by guards or police or something it's not your been. car has not been searched by russian border police or any border police yeah most of the time they'll just look at the stuff in your car because they just have nothing else to do and they're killing time yeah and they're in no rush because they're gonna they'll clock off at whatever time they're gonna clock off and they are wasting your time so you will pay them enough money in a lot of places in to fairness make it worth their while to waste yours the Russian border police weren't corrupt no but the Russian police the popo were very corrupt as corrupt as it got really as cr- yeah pulling you over telling us our car was going to be gone yeah. and yeah that's a, that was it wasn't it like 3000 euro fine and car taken off you for not having a driving license no it was for driving over, oh that was what yeah. driving over a white line and uh, we haggled them down to 20 euro in a box of fags though so what a bargain what a bargain for them <laughs> Uh, so it, while we were waiting for border border control to let us through we were in a massive queue it was like the only border with like Mongolia one of two or something just writing down I hadn't trained in maybe, I trained once in six weeks and I was like with Miso and uh, I was just writing down some future goals and I'd originally written down 110 strict press because it seemed very very far away I remember when, when you wrote 110 then I was like why why is he aiming for one dead? That gun isn't anywhere near it. Well, I did I did a hundred for two, like two yeah, years yeah. beforehand. But yeah, but at the time you were like, yeah, a shriveled husk of a man. But that's what, that's what six weeks of no training and living off Belvita and past yeah. that will do to you. Um, so I wrote down some goals. Um, more of if when I achieve them, I'll yeah start I, releasing them. Yeah, I don't like um 
some goals are, are I think are okay to tell but me personally I don't uh, you know when people announce like big things coming oh my god watch this space yeah I hate that stuff so interesting point on that we'll come back to it later we'll get, we'll get to it but anyway so I wrote some goals on, on the front page of the journal because what else would go in your training journal other than your goals literally page numero uno it says belongs to Garfling next page yeah. sure I was like so long term goals and then I had like secondary goals yeah so one of them was like uh, so I said like four I want to push rest 170 and um, I I did 155 for three and then I just kind of let it drop off there a few weeks ago not so I'll get that when I want to get to it you know yeah the 120 strict press was a big one though That's yeah, a, yeah it's yeah. a big way to press incredibly uh, big legitimate so um, it was also more than Gabriel's best ever strict press he's 115 Jesus. and the same time I was racing Miso to 120 so last week Miso did 117 sent me a video of it and sure obviously obviously he'd be frantic had to go more because after having done 115 I said that name obviously so then he sent me to 117 and so the only the only answer is the rate the weight we're in the waist the waist we're in the race to 120 round our house round the race to 120 and uh we did yeah yeah so i had the day before i did 100 for five on sunday when i was some, doing some coaching and then on the monday yeah I, uh, I had imagined in my head so probably something else we'll talk about in a minute yeah just visu- visualizing it so I, i'd imagined it in my shed with what plates i was going to use them and i was yeah. going to walk from the rack and stuff but i left my training gear in the gym and so i went to collect the training gear but it was in a room where someone was doing some body fat testing tight so i couldn't go in jesus so i was just obviously what would you do but pick up a bar in the gym yeah yeah so i just kind of strict pressing and the bar had that nice so- the bar that soft feel so it was just molding into yeah, your hand yeah, yeah. so i said i was like i'd highly caffeinated now yeah so the options were go home and uh finish the finish out the dream bro the visualization or it was um or was it do it there then so what i did was like, i put the bar in the rack and i just threw 40 kilos on the few presses and i was like if this feels fine i'll do it and if it doesn't i won't and then uh, Bob's uncle Fanny's rent. Yeah. 40, 60, 80, 100, 110, 120. 120 was nice too. Bit of a grind. It was clean. As was 120 should be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was very, 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 very happy with that. Yeah. I think I was nearly happy with that than the 190 because the 190 isn't, wasn't that really a number that I was too, uh, I didn't care, I cared about it. It's One, definitely like a stepping stone goal. Yeah, but it's not, I wouldn't have even called it a goal. Yeah. It was just, it was just a PB more than, rather than the PB, you know. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. it didn't bother me too much. So I suppose what all that le- is that leading to is the importance of setting goals. But setting, you need to have, I would say, definitely some outlandish goals, but they still have to be capable. You know, if I just said, I want to string press 195 kilos yeah. last summer, it's just dumb. Yeah, and it's physiologically just probably not that possible for ah, you. Ah, well, well, well <laughs> clock out best like 180 or something. Yeah. You know... Or for, yeah, something just probably impossible. Yeah, I mean, impossible, impossible, but there's very unlikely. There's the classic saying of like, aim for the stairs, and you might land on a fairly high building. Mm-hmm. But aim for closest stairs. Yeah, like maybe aim for really high buildings. You aim, or you land on a high enough building. Yeah. Um, so. just be careful. And what happens is if people start setting gigantic goals and they start putting times on it that aren't realistic. Yeah, saying. I, actually, sorry, but I had Christmas on on the goals and the main goals. But I just crossed it out after a few. Weeks. It's not there anymore. But, but, yeah, but that is like, and it's it's something then that like, say, if you had kept Christmas on those main goals, yeah, obviously, 
you're like a super committed athlete, but for the standard person training, yeah, they're gonna see like, oh, I didn't snatch a hundred kilos by Christmas, and then be like, oh fuck, and then let's get after it again, rather than being, I'm gonna do a hundred kilos in 2020, mm-hmm. and then over the course of that year or yeah. over the course of the two years leading up to it, you're gonna do a hundred kilos, and all the better for overshooting it then as yeah. well. So per- me personally. I'm much more in favor of setting setting short term goals, or sorry, more achievable goals. Yeah. So maybe not for me personally, but for recommending to people, because if you hit them, you get that good feeling of hitting a goal, and then you can always set another goal. Yeah. You can always set more goals, but setting one outlandish goal, and no matter. Or, so let's say you were like, see, you want to do that 100 kilo snatch, and you're like. Oh, I only hit 98, but you've gone from, say, 98, from 80 to 98 in six months. Yeah. Which is phenomenal progress. It's huge. Well, if you had it said originally, I want to hit 90 by, like, September, and then in August you hit 93 or something. Yeah. You feel fantastic. Yeah. It's great for your training. And then you go, okay, 97 by Christmas, and then you get 102 by Christmas. Yeah. You just... Then it's more positive affirmation. Yeah, more momentum. Yeah, more committing to training. Yeah. More positive attitude. Yeah. More positive uh, habits developed around it. Mm-hmm. So, how do you like? Sorry, how would you start going about picking your goals? So, me personally, I've learned that, like you said, having a time point is not good. Yeah. So, short term pressure is good, I think. Yeah. But if if I have said that, let's say, like by August, I want to clean and jerk two hundred ten kilos or something, I would. F- I always feel that kind of all the time. I feel that pressure. Yeah. But it's not like good pressure. It's just constant. Like mm, it's just like this in the background you know which isn't good no because you you'll rush things when you're training then you know so let's say you you were um let's say it's a squat of 200 right and in your training you have your your steps laid out and then on like the three weeks beforehand you're supposed to do like 170 for three by three but you you're feeling kind of oh shit i said by august i'm yeah. gonna do it so i better try 180 three by three yeah, yeah. and then you fail the first rep or you, or you end rep. up doing one by three at, eight, at 180. And you wreck yourself. Yeah. Whereas if you had just said 200 kilos and I'm going to finish out this program and I'll take 195 if I get it because it's a PB. Yeah. You still set a goal, but there's no, there's still the pressure, but you know, you're confident enough yourself that you don't need to apply the pressure. Yeah. Because you'll know you'll make it. So pressure from goals, I think, and pressure from competition are two different things for me. Yeah. So obviously with competition, you have a definitive time point and it's shit or bust. Yeah, which is really good too because on the day and it, it's something you you're not fully in control of because you can't control what other attempts people will make. Yeah, you can't control what kind of shape someone's going to come to a competition with. Yeah. Whereas in terms of training goals and numbered goals, yeah, you have ultimate control over those. Yeah. So you you don't want to fucking put yourself down. No, because there is just there's just no good argument for having small goals. So not not like. It doesn't make you lazy, you know. It doesn't make you less rattly. It doesn't for make not you, having small goals. No, for having small goals. For just, as in, short goals, yeah. you know, until you reach your long... So you can have in your head, let's say you're a 16-year-old weightlifter now. Yeah. You're like, I want to make the Olympics in 2024. And regardless, that, is that as possible or not? It's irrelevant, you know? Yeah. But having that long-term goal is great. Yeah, but it's the short-term ones are the really, really important ones. Like, if you're snatching 100, you need to be saying to yourself... Okay, 105 next yeah and then doing everything you're empowered to get to 105 yeah yeah and before you know it if you're doing that every year you might get to the olympics you know yeah but you'd be surprised how much um like for example a good example of this where i didn't do it very well was going for the 300 kilos yeah so when i had um 
So this to me was important, but it wasn't like it was a very blase about it, I suppose. Yeah. So I wanted to do three hundred, and um, I did two ninety. So I went from two seventy to ninety in like two months or something. And so the day I made two ninety, there I was like, oh, you should go two ninety five. Yeah. So I was like, nah, because <laughs> I previously that week I went from two eighty five to three hundred, you know. Yeah. And uh, I made a good attempt at it, and then. Uh, when I did 290, it was another 5 kilo PB because 285 was another 5 kilo PB. So there, obviously the reasonable thing I would have done is 295. Yeah. I'm sure what about it then? I'd have been 5 kilo closer now. Yeah. But um, I didn't. I meant, went for 300 and I missed it, you know. So if I'd have gotten 295, who knows? Well, like, who knows? I don't, I don't think I wanted to, I needed to stop with, like uh, doing lots of squats and I need to take a break anyway. But at the end of the day, there was a better chance of me making 295 and I would be five kilos closer to my goal than ten kilos close to my goal, yeah. you know. So in that in terms if that had been an important goal, it would have been a lot worse, you know. If that had been you know, if I was trying to qualify for Yeah, if it had been like a career centered goal <coughs> exactly. and if you were a professional weightlifter and that had been your snatch at yeah. a competition, like yeah, that's yeah. a huge that, fuck up. That could have cost like that ten kilos could have been five kilos. Yeah. But instead of taking two kilo, you would have taken the five kilos, you know. Yeah. Or even a two kilo and a one kilo, you know. So that could really have fucked up something for yeah. me. It, it just it was just a lesson that will help me or so, or just something to think about. But for other for other parts of your training or competition, it could be it would mean a lot more, you know. Yeah. So being really sensible, but also having huge ambition, I think is probably yeah. And like what I think, where a lot of us fall down is we'll have the big goal, mm-hmm. so we'll have like the two hundred kilo clean and jerk. Yeah. But then we think. So we'll have big goals for that and then I'll have small goals running for snatch or something that oh, I want to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, snatch plus hang snatch, whatever weight in, yeah. in a month. Then something else in a month after that, something else in a month after that. But we never run short, medium and long-term goals concurrently, no. which is what you should be doing. Well, you should. Yeah. Also, so you, you should, should have, have... The pat laid out like... Yeah, and it should be like a very definitive process-led system, you know, so it should be... Um, so say you want to clean and jerk 200 kilos oh do I <laughs> you might have said it once or twice yeah um, then your goals would revolve around 195 next One, yeah so 190 195 200 obviously in the clean and jerk itself or even 192 or one, yeah like small incremental goals in the actual movement itself but mm-hmm. then breaking that down to being if I want to clean and jerk 200 kilos my front squat has to be X mm-hmm. my pulls have to be at a certain level so like yeah Goals can be qualitative instead of quantitative, as well as quantitative. You know? Yeah, or like, like even you could even go more um, fucking out there a bit and say I need to make contact higher in my second yeah. pull or something. You know, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It um, doesn't like have to be a number. Get rid of X bad habit. Yeah, uh, get used to gripping the bar wider or something. Yeah, do this one thing better, and then if that's a thing that you say, if you grip the bar wider for three weeks in a row and it becomes a new habit. Yeah. Then you've achieved that little goal. That's a short-term goal achieved. Yeah. Then you move on to a medium and then on to the long-term. I think that is like any time I sit down with people and start talking about their goals and we start tracking what they want to do and where they want, they always have the long-term. I want to be shredded. (laughs) I want to be fucking jacked. You're 130 kilos, you're 5 foot 2 or something. (laughs) No, like you always hear. Yeah. um, I just want to be jacked. Yeah. want to be in great shape. It's hard to define that, I suppose. Yeah, so it's incredibly hard to define. And then you're like, okay, if you drop from 100 kilos to 83 kilos, you're going to be shredded. Yeah. 
but then they don't want to drop weight no so then you're like okay so you're going to have to gain a certain amount of muscle so that mm-hmm. when you drop weight you're still going to be 100 kilos and shredded but then it means you're going to have to go into a surplus for a certain amount of time yeah and then into a deficit for a certain amount of time after that yeah and it's like we often just we see the other side of the river but we never think about those stepping stones to get across to the other side yeah and we'll just career into that river yeah, yeah, yeah. at 100 miles an hour with yeah. the best of intentions we've all done it yeah and with the best of like i just i want to do it yeah, so yeah, bad yeah, yeah and then you get carried away with the rest of it like in terms of like seeking we see a lot of people like that they're like yeah. i want to do this and they're you know in terms of um say like the road to weightlifting road to anywhere squat program a lot of people because that's probably the best one to do for big squats right now and i'm like yeah, it's a really good program to hit your PBs now, right? But once you finish that, you can't, you just can't do it again immediately. No. You have to give it maybe at least a 10-week break, eight yeah. weeks. Whereas if you did, like, say if you're a powerlifter or something, or a weightlifter, and you gave it, instead of uh, eight weeks, you gave it 20 weeks yeah. of the weightlifting program or the powerlifting program, you're a lot sl- it's slower. It is slower, no doubt about it. But you'll also increase your other lifts while you're doing it, and you'll get better. And you'll get there in the end, and you might even get farther, you know? Yeah. But it's a bit of, um, like Darren was saying, those stepping stones, you know? And, like, like I said, we're all, all, like, we've all done that. We've yeah. all been, like, just gone headfirst into it. And, it, like, the whole thing of training is becoming a hell of a lot more open now, and there's way more information, and there's more good sources around the place that people, they know now when they're going to the gym. Most of the time, people aren't just rocking up and doing whatever they want to do. You know, well, well, a lot of the time, well, if, yeah, a vast amount more of the population have some structure in their training now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. they're like they're seeking structure, they're seeking, seeking, yeah, uh, seeking like good programs, good structure, good coaching. And I think it's this is kind of coming with the second wave now of how we're going to structure our goals, things we want to achieve, a system of achievement and a system of goals that's going to lead on to something greater in two or three or four years time um i think like weightlifting and powerlifting and just strength sports as a whole we tend to get so caught up in the number and it's obviously it's the most important thing you know it is like it's the number on the board it's your pb when someone asked you but we need to start thinking about the numbers we're gonna hit on the way there to do that you know it like it's not just about the 300 kilo squat but we're going to have to think about this is the effect it will take on my lifts yeah this is the body weight i'm going Heavy to have effect to be. on your lifts by the way <laughs> an incredible effect incredible with look at what happened to girl who'd have thought it yeah who'd have thought it would make other lifts harder <laughs> wow. but that is like it's it's with the best intentions in the world everybody writes down those goals yeah but then those like secondary goals that you talk about those stepping stones to get across the river yeah are just so so important Hundred percent. So talk about pe- telling people your goals, Griff. Do you um, like doing it? I like telling some goals. Yeah. But I think um, a lot of times I don't. Yeah. M- some goals I will tell. Um, I'm not sure, to be honest with you. What. What decides if I tell people or not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there is definitely some things I won't say, and other things I will say. You know? Yeah. Um, a little part of me is uh, superstitious. Yeah. So sometimes I feel like telling people goals is a curse. 
<laughs> in some ways. The you know. PB fairies will, will punish you. Well, they'll fuck off like. <laughs> <laughs> we literally had a 20 minute conversation earlier about PB fairies. So. We need that on a t shirt. I know. PB fairies. <laughs> PB fairy. Fucking blessing you. Yeah. So it's kind of. I definitely think you can get into a habit of just telling people your goals. So if you take this away from, uh, you know, from sports, yeah, those people who are like, big things coming out, so they're talking about financial gains or something in six months, you know. Yeah. Do you know, that kind of thing. Forbes 30 under 30. Because I, there, there's definitely, um, you're just kind of, you're kind of uh, re- reassuring yourself. Yeah. Knowing full well you're not going to do anything. Yeah. But it makes yeah, you feel yeah. good that you're saying that, you know. Whereas obviously I know I'm not going to not train for it. But even still, I think it could make me a little bit complacent and take that for granted a little bit, you know. Whereas, like, I knew, like, the road, the 120, I, when I started saying I'm doing 20, was already set. Although, yeah. no, I said it I said it a while ago, but I knew, I suppose, in, in terms of that 120, it wasn't going to crush me if I didn't make it. Yeah. It wasn't going to make me sad. But but maybe that's part of it, too, you know. Maybe, yeah. you know, it's... You can get very deep with yourself, and you don't know. It's very hard to be objective with your own uh, sub- your own subconscious too, especially with training and stuff. Like the 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 thing, loads of people love about weightlifting and powerlifting, especially strength sports with kgs and pounds, is that you can really tell when you hit your goals straight it's away. So scalar. But the problem is, the problem is, if you don't hit them, you know, you know very well. You yeah. know, it's very clear to everyone and yourself that you've failed or you've not hit your goal yet. You know, like if you're a professional athlete, like if you're a rugby player. Or a basketball player, or you practice jiu-jitsu. Other than winning competitions or beating someone, you just don't really have any tangible goals. So, because not everyone can win, it, it's the reason weightlifting and powerlifting is so much more popular now. Yeah. Because you can win against yourself in a vertical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't mean to sound like an elite CrossFit woman. Just about being yourself, you know. Which I I think is harsh shit, but that's yeah. okay. That's this is my opinion. But so, tell do you like to tell people you're old? Sometimes, because you said yes and no. It depends. Yes and no. It does depend, I suppose. Or so what the research would say. Yeah. On this sort of things is that. Yeah. The more you tell people, the more it makes you accountable. Like yeah, it makes you accountable to the goal, and research would say then you're more likely to achieve the goal. I think. But like I was saying, take it back to earlier, yeah. that, that pressure. So, the pre- so like the pressure is real, right? Yeah. And this, like these studies are looking at sport. Yeah. So the pressure can cause you to rush those things that you yeah. might need to not done otherwise. That's what I think sometimes. And I think when you look at studies like this and when you look at the recommendations, these studies are always done with elite athletes, professional athletes or college athletes. And if you talk to a college athlete about their goals, mm-hmm. they're going to be well on a track to doing it the same way as you talk to a professional player about their goals they're going to have a system in place whereby they know what they need to hit by what point mm-hmm. and when they're going to hit it that is very different from a standard weightlifter or a standard powerlifter or a standard crossfitter who's going to the gym who's kind of trying to play around with different things mm-hmm. their goals last january are probably in some way if not significantly different to what their goals are now Mm-hmm. And their goals last year are probably very different from what their goals are now. So I think telling people is great. Yeah. But we need to have a certain level of maybe everybody in the gym doesn't need to know this. No. You know, because then you can tend to get boxed in. 
you can tend to rely on that pressure a bit too much. Yeah. And like you said, you can tend to rush things. That's it, because people are like, oh, did you squat 200 kilos yet? Yeah. And it it doesn't bother me, do you know? Yeah. But but that does follow you around. It, it could bother some people, like, you know? Yeah. Like, the problem is with the 300 as well, is I know if I gave it another two months of just squatting, I would hate it. Yeah. So, a little bit blasé about it, and I, like, I, I fortunately, I suppose, I know, uh, given time, I'll hit it, you know? Yeah. Over a longer course of the time. And I've no problem with that. I'm not really in that much of a rush, you know. I think but as well when your lifts are improving, yeah, like they're improving now, yeah, it will be a small bit idiotic, idiotic, yeah. So uh, and I know that. So I'm kind of, it doesn't. I don't. When people ask me, I'm like, no, yeah, just, uh, it just doesn't pressure me, you know. Like say I want, I was kind of a peak squat shape there, like two, like last week or the week before, and I wanted to do two seventy five for three, which had been a three RM by five kilos. But it, it wasn't really a, a goal that I've been thinking about too much. But I knew I was capable of doing it. But I kind of hurt my knee in the 190. And it's much better now. But I knew if I tried to push for that, I would have made my knee much worse. Whereas my knee is totally fine now. Yeah. For the time being. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, you have to have some give and take with your goals too. Like, that's why I don't like the, the time pressure of goals. Yeah. I, I really think that's... I think there also has to be a noted priority. Yeah overgoal so it has to be this is number one and two or this number yeah these are my top two or three goals yeah then you have four or five other important goals and mm-hmm. then you move on to your secondaries because like if you whether you like it or not once you say your goals out loud there's just they're real yeah they're, but there's also time pressure on those yeah. then all of a sudden there's a clock ticking for people and people mean it well like yeah i i really try not to ask people things like that because i know it's it's really it's just a little bit irritating and do you know if I'm like to you I'm like do you bench too much kilos yet yeah do you yeah, know, if yeah. you keep asking someone that yeah um, I think so in terms of an athlete listening to this or a coach listening to this the conversation you have to be completely honest with yeah is your coach or yeah. who's yeah whoever's writing your programming who's handling you yeah because got a lot of trust yeah and it has to be look this is what we're sitting down trying to achieve over the next 12 months yeah but then there's also these five things that I kind of would like to do. So I'd like to clean a jerk 180. Mm-hmm. I'd like for my snatch to get technically better because it's not that great. Yep. But I'd also like to get in a small bit better shape mm-hmm. and have some better conditioning. Yeah. Do you know? And like just being that bit honest means that when you're three months into a macro cycle, things aren't great mm-hmm. and you're absolutely swamped. And he throws, or she throws, four sets of 25 hamstring curls into the end of a session. And you're like, why are you doing this to yeah, me? Yeah, yeah. You're ruining my life. Yeah. You know, if if both people on either side of that coach-athlete relationship understand we're working towards the things you want to work towards, yeah. this is why we're doing it. Everything's a lot easier. Yeah, yeah. We're a lot more open. Like Miso's coach, Miso and his father talk about that every single day. Yeah. And they talk about why they do things, you know. Because I think you can, sc- like these, the numbers we're talking about there are just numbers that are relevant yeah. to me. But you can scale these down if you're doing like 50 kilo snatch. That's 100%. We've all been there. Yeah. You can say it to yourself. You can, you don't have to say 50 is so shit. Like I want to do 100. You can say to yourself, okay, 52 is the next goal. And it might take you only two weeks to get to 52. Yeah. Do you know, but you can scale these down. Like, and these are, these are relevant things, you know, to, 
be really mindful. I think it's really important how you, you what goals you pick. Like you know, yeah. like that's what we're coming to there, I suppose. So like, if you're sitting down now and you're listening to this, and yeah. you have a sheet of paper in front of you, so let's take Timmy. Yeah. And Timmy's gonna. Timmy has an eighty kilo snatch, hundred kilo clean and jerk, mm-hmm. uh, squatting like one forty, deadlifting like one sixty. Because like, what there is getting at there is like how you set your goals. Yeah. Is how what your training will look like. You know yeah. how dictate it. So first thing Timmy's gonna do. Yeah. Do you want to take the place of Timmy? And I'm gonna ask you the questions. You're gonna give me the answers. Okay, Timmy needs to find out what's wrong first, or what's what is it? What he's gonna get him there? Okay, that's me. Timmy, yeah. What competition are you thinking about doing next? World Champions. Okay, before the World Championships, Europeans. <laughs> Timmy, you're 15 years of age. Yeah, you're not going to European seniors right now. I just want to do it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So we're going to write down European seniors now, right? As Timmy's long-term goal, I can do it. Pew! That goes in there, right? With the caveat, next of he year. wants to do worlds after. Yeah. So that's now a. Uh, a long-term goal that next will run concurrently to all our others. Next year, like? Not next year, Timmy. It's probably going to be four years. Four years? Yeah. Possibly six. All right. Six years? Yeah. Jesus. Okay. Okay. So, Timmy. Right. What things do we talk about that's wrong with your snatch at the moment? Um, too fast. You're too fast. Yeah. Right. In what areas? All of it. I'm just so fast. Okay. <laughs> Okay, I'm really, I think maybe my elbows, maybe I overextend them a little bit. Okay. I'm only 62 kilos. So your lockout isn't great overhead? No, it's too good, I think. Oh, it's too good. Yeah, weren't you saying that I overextend sometimes? Yeah, yeah, your elbows turn out, yeah. Okay, what other issues are there? This was a problem with young girls. <laughs> <laughs> Baby girl fat inside out elbow. <laughs> <laughs> I was, uh, too, or Timmy's too flexible. Okay. Too flexible. So, yeah. the next goal we're going to talk about setting now, Timmy... Europe, European seniors is yeah fixing that elbow issue overhead alright coach how do we fix it so we're gonna pick a number for your snatch grip push press okay and we're slowly going to pick intermediate goals building up to that how will this help me get to European seniors though because <laughs> it's gonna fix your inside out elbows right you're gonna have a stronger overhead position yeah and then your snatch which is now 80 kilos yeah is going to be 180 kilos in 6 years time sick Sick. All right. You happy with that? I trust you, coach. (laughs) If people are texting us, ask us about coaching, please call us coach instead of coach. We really appreciate it. We really appreciate it. So this is, I know it's an American thing. Um, People in America, coach is a thing that's not used in the rest of the world. And I think, especially between us, like we would, coaches would reserve to someone who's a master of their craft. Yeah. It's, um, whereas Americans use coach a bit more liberally. Yeah. Like like you'd use sir or something. Yeah, yeah. So, call us couch. Couch, <laughs> couch is a personal favourite. Okay, yeah. so... Timmy is... Timmy. Yeah. What weight do you think is acceptable? Yeah. So, we're in July now. Right. And we're going to say, by this time next year... Too no, sorry. By Christmas time. Yeah, this Christmas. This Christmas. Right. I want you to be snatch grip push pressing... 200 kilos. 100 kilos. 100 kilos? Yeah. All right. Do you think that's possible? What am I at now? I think I don't know what I've done. Uh, I, think I did. I think you did sixty-five in training for a triple. Was it good? It was grand. And you want me to do two hundred kilos at Christmas? No, a hundred. Hundred kilos. Yeah, we've written it down on the. Yeah, all right. Of course, it's possible. Okay, what's the second issue with your snatch? 
Um, it feels kind of heavy off the floor. Okay. Yeah. You'd, and your legs aren't very big, sure not? No, they were always big in fairness. <laughs> so to me, Don't get they're gonna, tiny. Legs what are tiny. we're going to do now is we're yeah. going to look at your squat. Right. So your squat, you kind of hit that 140, but it was very ropey and it wasn't great. No. But you can also only do 120 for two. Right. And you can only do 110 for three. So what we're going to start doing now is building a bit of volume into your squats. Okay. We're going to put some muscle. 10 by 10. Muscle onto your quads. We're just going to jump into 10 by 10, right? We're not going to do 10 by 10 to me, no. No? No. So what we're going to pick now yeah. is we're going to pick three squatting goals. Right. So 140 we're gonna <laughs> for 10. <laughs> so we're going to pick a goal that we want to do for eight reps. Right. A goal that we want to do for five reps. Okay. And a goal that we want to do for three reps. Right. And we're going to aim to hit 140 for three at the end of the cycle. Right. How long does the cycle last? Until Christmas. Until Christmas. Yeah. Okay, so we're saying six months. Yeah. Right. So we're going to go 140 for three. Yeah. 130 for five. Right. 120 for eight. Okay. Are you happy with those? So what's my one arm going to be after that? Probably like 700 kilos. <laughs> so we're talking like 170, so. Yeah. Okay. Do you feel good with that? That sounds reasonable, yeah. Okay, so we're going to move on from your snatch now. Yeah, right. Your cleaning jerk's the next thing. Okay. So, we've been talking about your cleaning jerk the last few weeks now, Timmy. Yeah. And what's wrong when you clean? It's hard to stand up sometimes. Yeah, it's quite quite hard for you to stand up, isn't it? Yeah. So, we're working on your squats. Yeah. And getting you a lot stronger. Right. What we're going to do now is we're just going to add in a small bit of volume into the cleans. Okay. And we're just going to do things like two cleans, three cleans, and a single jerk after. Okay. How does that sound? Right. So we're not going to pick a clean and jerk goal now for the next year. All we're right. going to pick a double. A double? Yeah. Right. Two cleans and a jerk. For a whole year? No, nah, maybe for like six months. Okay. Timmy, at this point, you're not going to remember this conversation next year. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. we might even cut that a bit shorter. And realistically, when you're picking goals for complexes... And think and doubles and two jer- two cleans and a jerks and things like that. Mm-hmm. You're probably going to pick a much shorter time frame. Yeah, you're probably going to pick kind of two months, six weeks, that kind of way because those complexes aren't going to stay in your program indefinitely. No, definitely. If not. they're doing their job, yeah, they're going to come in for a period of time, fix yeah. whatever the issue is, and come out again. They're very realistic numbers for a lot of people listening or weightlifting, yeah. you know. And um, like it, like they were problems. So like, well, not the squat one, but when I was starting weightlifting, I had hyper flexibility in my elbows and like uh, so it was grand in my ankles and my hips you know that's perfect so yeah need. but overhead like i had overhead it's no bueno no bueno so it extreme lockouts you know yeah and it's um it's not good you need to and it's a hard one to fix and if you it, the longer you let it go as a lifter the harder it gets to fix yeah and the funny thing is the people who really need to fix it most are often the people who run away from the the solutions yeah like a lot of the time you'll see female lifters and particularly female youth lifters will have hyperextension in their elbows yeah, and just these stability issues overhead yet they do the least amount of upper body bodybuilding yeah, it's and that's, that is all you need to do yeah. you just need to put on some muscle mass gain some stability around those joints it's not that hard a fix yeah. just takes a bit of time yeah so, like, obviously that was a highly hypothetical situation with Timmy there. But, but very realistic. Very realistic. And then what I'd say is, if you are an athlete of any kind, right, yep. and you're sitting down to pick your goals, mm-hmm. take one goal then yep. and make it, like, a be a better na- better athlete goal. It's a bit ambiguous, isn't it? 
No, because I think it should. No, that's not the goal. Okay. I think you should have a section. So the goal should be. So like if you're a rugby player. So if I'm a rugby player, right, and I've set. You're a prop. I want my 20 meter sprint to be down to this. Yeah. I want to be power cleaning this in the gym. Yeah. I want, if say, if you have a, a specific skill like throwing into a line out, I want this level of accuracy over this amount of throws. So there are three fairly good goals to set for a, a an off-season, pre-season phase. So like we've um, got a few rugby players listening actually, I think, in some of the programs. Yeah. So let's say you're uh, you're a prop and you're so right seventeen. I'm a seventeen year old prop. I'm the monster scouts are watching. Yeah. Next year. So realistically, for any prop at this stage, it's going to be gaining weight. Yeah. For a seventeen year old prop. So become the best prop you can be. Yeah. So you're probably going to have a weight gain goal, which is an incredibly hard goal to pick, especially when you're seventeen. Yeah, and like things that happen around that, like after peak hypothesis at the very end of your kind of transition into adulthood, yeah. you're going to have these vast fluctuations in your metabolism. Yeah. So you can literally grind your ass off for two and a half years trying to put a single kilo on. Yeah. And then it's like, boom. Yeah, in a week. or I'm 108 kilos. But that like, yeah. it literally happens like that. Um, so you'll usually have some sort of body weight goal or something like that or body composition goal, some sort of speed and power goal. So pick something like nice and easy to measure 20 30 40 meter dash is a really easy one get your buddy there with a stopwatch measure it multiple times over the course of a day then just pick like something in the gym for a prop it's going to be something like a back squat yeah probably a box squat to like quarter depth is yeah optimal maybe something like a floor press or a variation of a lateral pressing movement so bench press without full range of motion floor press something like that and then if we look at those be better athlete goals it might be i need to be in bed by quarter to 10 every night or uh five out of the seven days of the week i'm going to cook three out of the five meals whatever it is pick like good goals like that if it's if you're a 40 year old crossfit athlete so like a master's crossfit athlete Mm mm-hmm those be better athlete goals are obviously going to be a bit different so they can be really simple things like um better mobility yeah a probably. minimum a minimum of 20 minutes before you touch a barbell in the gym yeah like those re- they're really simple goals that could possibly have or be like huge could, effects down the road even i will definitely get to the gym three times this week yeah for six 100%. months or for a month every day every week for a month i'll get to the gym three times that week yeah and um people i think people who Say like for those older crossfitters who might be listening, yeah. A lot of times, you we've seen them. So we've both been in gyms for a long time, especially yeah, crossfit yeah. gyms. I trained there most of the time, and you've owned a, a, a gym, a box style gym, you know. Yeah. And it it's very easy for, especially around summertime, you'll you'll be like, "Jeez, the holiday come up in July, and I'll be gone for weeks. So there's no point paying my membership for the whole month, yeah. so I just won't go." And then you'll miss a whole month. Yeah. And then you come back for a week, you're like, oh, I still have to get back into the oh, routine. I can't, I can't get back into it now. So we're not I talking about... It this week. That's it, like, so we're yeah. not talking about 200 kilo clean and jerk goals no, here. No, no. We're talking about, I just need to go to my first day again. Yeah. I haven't been there six weeks. I know I'll get a bit of fucking... I'll get a bollocking from Dara. Right, and you'll know yourself, rightly so, you'll deserve it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, you know, like, you've been doing CrossFit for a year and a half now, and... You when, understand how it works. So Dara, Dara's like, oh, hello, who's a new member? You know, and you've been there for years, you know, yeah. and stuff like that. Like you, That's basically my go-to line if I haven't seen someone. I usually take a waiver out from underneath the desk. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, how's it going? My name's Dara. Nice yeah. to meet you. Yeah. 
Well deserved too. Yeah. A little bit of bullying goes a long way. Look, there's nothing wrong with a small bit of bullying. Because like, you, you'll, like say in that scenario, and it, it happens a lot, like and there's a lot of crossfitters who, like hobbyists who love it, but will yeah. still be like, you know, you'll, you'll fall out of the routine of things and you'll be like, oh, I'm after moving house or something, you know. Yeah. And people may be annoyed at this, but it's all excuses at the end of the day. <laughs> One thing I did like about David Goggins, something I remembered he said, and I, I'm not a big fan of David, David I Goggins. I cannot stand that human being. But something... If David Goggins was running out up and down my driveway, yeah. I wouldn't open the curtains and look out. But just because you don't like someone doesn't mean you shouldn't listen to them for some useful information. And he said something very good. It was, I think it was actually one of his last podcasts and Joe Rogan was... that, And it, like he talks, in fair, a lot of the reason people like him is because he's not talking to elite athletes. He's talking to gen pop. Gen pop. General population, you know. So he says something... He said, it's the people who go to the gym when things are doing shit that are going to hit their goals. So when you're getting a divorce, it's grand to go to the gym when you're fucking, you're feeling great. Your yeah, marriage yeah, is yeah. great. Your children are doing well. You have your routine. But you know when, Jesus, turns out your 20-year marriage isn't going great and one of your kids is fucking, hasn't been failing on these exams and work isn't going that great. Yeah. Do you know who's the person who's going to make the goal? Not the person who does <laughs> stops going to the gym then. Yeah. It's the person who goes regardless and is able to clear from their mind and still finish and still go to the gym twice a week or three times a week, you know? That's a great point. Because... But I, I it, simply detest it because it's from him. It's a good point all the same. It's something that... Um, it is a very good point. It's a very good point, you yeah, know? I definitely agree with that. So goals are inter- unbelievably relative. Yeah. So sometimes we say weights are relative and they are to a certain point, but sometimes 400 kilos are 400 kilos. Yeah, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. But goals are so... Like, you might have a goal even might be even might seem to everyone else kind of dumber than this but your goal might be to like say have two f- t- big plates in the bar yeah or your mo- goal might be to talk your, to someone else in the gym or something my goal for so long yeah was just to bench 100 kilos because i got to get two 20 kilo plates on each side great goal that was all it fucking was yeah. so when people would come That's in my goal at the moment and see <laughs> see baby darren yeah. in the rugby club gym benching yeah. away that i wouldn't be ashamed yeah like goals can be so like just it can be literally anything as long as it makes you feel better about your training yeah so most of us listen to this are not elite athletes no would you believe and i'd almost say 99 percent of them aren't no gabriel said he's listened to it <laughs> <laughs> so we have at least one at least one elite athlete but i think people get caught up a lot of the time Griff, like thinking that goal setting is only for people who are taking it really seriously you know mm-hmm. or like Goal setting is only for people who are like, oh, I'm not competing, so I wouldn't bother doing that. Or, yeah, yeah. Ah, sure, I only come in here three days a week. Why would I bother setting goals? Like, it's if it's a, yeah. if it's something that you're putting time into in your life, you should probably be setting goals on it. Like, I play guitar incredibly badly. Yeah. As you've heard a lot of times. I've heard. Intro was, the intro was actually there. Yeah. And that gigantic guitar amp that's sitting in the corner of the room. But I still set goals for that. And I pick up a guitar and just play away yeah. for the crack. Like, nearly sometimes committed athletes set too much goals and too many yeah. rather than just focusing the process. Yeah. Like something, I'll, like daily goals are super important too. Like, so you've like, you're not going to hit a PB double. You might be doing four doubles tonight and hitting them superbly is a good short term goal. Yes. So maybe sometimes it's the inverse of people setting goals should be the ones not setting so many goals and such lofty goals. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the people who are gen pop, as you were saying, just be like, get those three days in the gym. Yeah. 
maybe maybe I could squat 100 kilos for five or something like that, you know. Things like that are... I think you could definitely squat 100 kilos for five, girl. I'd say I could do for six. <laughs> How many squats do you think you could do with body weight? Oh. Without, without racking the bar again. You can wait as long as you want. You can wait as long as you want. I'm a devil for just being able to stand with a bar on my back. You are, yeah. Um, Not squatting it then, though. So that's... <laughs> Um, body long? weight's like 120 kilos <laughs> so like 105 kilos I'd say I'd get twenty-five. 25 I think so I think I could literally be so stubborn that my ATV stores would have replenished <laughs> by the time I give up I think um, I might Whatever, how many ever I could have done in a minute, I'd say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So whether that be you've done nineteen with two hundred. Yeah. So and that took about a minute and a bit. Yeah. So I'd say if it was, uh, I'd probably get about sixty done in a minute. And yeah. After that, then I'd probably fizzle out. But uh, that was an irrelevant question. But I was just wondering. <laughs> so I definitely think, if you're to take things from this podcast, lofty goals are great, and setting those long-term goals are great, mm-hmm. but there's no point getting that long-term goal pinned up on the wall yeah. and not having appropriate process-orientated goals to get you there. Yeah, like, the, so obviously your goals are what will define your training, so yeah. you obviously have to have some goals. <clears throat> like like they were saying for, or we were saying there about the general population people is having... None of, none of you guys listening to this. Probably not. But if you if you don't have any goals, you'll have no direction training You'll have no intensity in training sometimes because you'll have nothing to strive for. And you'll just be like a plastic bag in the wind, I suppose. <laughs> Do you ever feel like a plastic bag? No, that's from a song. Katie that's Perry. from a Katy Perry song. Yeah. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but without goals, you're you're basically adrift yeah. with nothing, nowhere to go. And look, a lot of people training in certain places, your goals are going to be set for you, right? If you're training in a huge amount of CrossFit gyms or those kind of box style strength and conditioning facilities yeah. your goals are probably going to be set mm-hmm. um, and the goals for like which helps a lot cause which helps a huge amount because if you're not used to training you might have the clue what goals are and the other thing like we haven't t- even touched on this but if it means the program is being set so say you come in in January and or say sorry you go back in September mm-hmm. and the goal now is for everyone to get better strength numbers by Christmas Yeah, that's what that cycle is going to focus on Yeah, it also means that everybody else in the gym is following a program to get mm-hmm. better strength numbers. And you have that, like, not, like, support network. But you do, like, yeah, every... Yeah, yeah. And it's like, Jesus... No, uh, it's the bully network. Yeah, but it's like... It's not a support network. It's a bully it's network. like, Dave hit the 100 kilos for five. It's like, well, I'm going to go into the 7 o'clock yeah. class and hit it for six. That's like me, meeting 120 before me, you know, that kind yeah. of thing. What do you think about telling other people your goals? As in... Or, sorry, not telling people, but kind of um, calibrating your goals with your other friends. Against other people. Or even your friend, let's say your training partner, and you go to your your training partner, you're like, "Geez, yeah, there I want to snatch two hundred kilos." Yeah. Or what, or what? Like, let's say you're the person. Because actually, no, that's probably a good question. A lot of people have um, everybody says has that friend who says ridiculous goals. Yeah. And you don't want to be the person who says, "Geez, I don't think you can get to the CrossFit Games, Jimmy." Yeah. But what do you say to that person? I think right. So coming from this from two points of view yeah if you're the athlete 
and you're setting these goals, you're going telling people. Yeah. You have to tell people. Firstly, there's no point telling someone who has no concept of what you're telling them. Yeah. So there's no point going home to your mom unless your mom's done weightlifting and be like, Mom, I'm going to snatch 75 kilos with great form because she doesn't care and it's not going to be anyway accountable. Going to the Olympics and you're yeah. nearly crying with anger. Yeah, but it, like the telling of the goal has to be to somebody who has context of what you're talking to them about. Yeah. It's also going to be a hell of a lot more important that if if I tell you I want to do something yeah. and it's completely outlandish yeah. I need you then yeah. like you're not being a wet fucking a wet blanket like yeah. you know go by you yeah. steroids <laughs> <laughs> yes just turn me into a giant cheater <laughs> but, uh, but like it's really important that the person you tell the goals that has yeah. context yeah. because they need to be so if you tell the me accelerator the, pedal so or else they need to be the brake so if, yeah. Garf, if I'm there going forward to the deadlift I yeah. think you can do it there. I think I can too. Yeah. Um, 500 kilo deadlift. Okay. Gurf, if I come up to you and be like, Gurf, I'm working on my general physical preparedness at the moment. You are? I'm going to get back training really hard there at kind of the end of August, start of September. Well, this is part of the effective training. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm saying, mm-hmm. I'm going to deadlift 500 kilos by Christmas. Okay. What are you going to say to me? Um... So that's the only thing in my head now, right? Right. I've written 500 kilos on, you, are you on crying the back you, of my eyelids. Are you crying when you tell me this or not crying? No, no, I'm shaking. You're shaking? Yeah. Is almost shaking with tears, though? Yeah, 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 yeah. You might have a nosebleed as well. Yeah. Okay. I'm talking to you through my nasal canal. I'm like, that's a big goal there. <laughs> yeah, big, the big goal. Um. Jeez, I, I wouldn't know what to say really there. So well, right, it, it, realistically, I'd be like, you're a fucking idiot. Yeah, that's what, that's what you're going to say. Okay. And that's why it's important that the person you're telling to has some context. Yeah. If I come up to you and be like, Garf, I want to do 275 by Christmas. Yeah. And you tell me I'm a fucking idiot. You're an asshole. I'm just friend. an asshole, yeah. Whereas, like, if it's like 500 kilos. Or I'm maybe I'm helping you by bullying you. I'm going to show Garf. Spite but, is a fantastic motivator. I yeah. think some people use on a spite. But if you're the person then. Yeah. If you're the person who the goal is being told to. Yeah. Like... You're either going to be the brakes or the accelerator pedal. Yeah, yeah. Don't, I'll always be the accelerator there, yeah. no matter but don't, what you say. Like, don't sit in the middle and be like, oh, cool, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. If, it's an, if it's not a great goal mm-hmm. and if it's going to be maladaptive for the person, yeah. be like... Um, Listen, there. if you say to me you want to be a crack addict, I'm all for you. <laughs> but maybe be like, oh, what are you going to do to achieve that? Yeah, yeah. Or what steps are you going to take to get there? Or yeah. what are you going to change from what you're doing now to get that adaptation? Yeah, yeah. Or else you're going to be like, Hell yeah. Yeah, you fucking do Yeah, this. when are you going to start training? I'm going to start, I'm going to come training with you. It's like, you'll know from experience, I will always be like, yeah, yeah go for it. And you're going to be like, yes, make sure I'm the person you send the video to when you do it. But I will, I will also be like, do you train today, Dara? <laughs> do you train, Dara, you? Did you do your deadlift set, Dara? Uh, hey, do you want to come training? Do you want to, do you want to come training? I will, and I'll, look, obnoxiously, I'll just, it doesn't phase me if you don't, if you ignore me or just say like, no, not today, because the next day I'll still ask you 100%. Like, no problem. But that's what like, yeah. So if we're trying to like make better athletes by this podcast, yeah, and you guys listening are the athletes, this is what we want from you. We and if you have a friend, be, yeah, we want you to be the good person to go and tell a goal to, yeah. And then if you're the person going telling people goals, pick yeah. good people to tell, yeah, and don't tell them harsh. <laughs> yeah, don't give them harsh. But you should definitely support them too. Yeah. So most people know it's like sometimes if someone comes to you with an outlandish goal, they're coming to you most of the time. 
looking for validation, looking for you to reassure them. Yeah. Like if Dara's coming to me at 500 kilo deadlift, he knows he can't do it, but he's coming to me to be like, Owen's going to tell me to do it, and then I can definitely do it. Yeah. And Owen will tell you you can do it. Yeah, you can do it, Derek. No, but you know, yeah. a lot of time you're just looking for validation that's, um, that's um, not there internally. And um, We spoke earlier about the people who are constantly like, watch this space. Yeah. Going to hit this for 20 reps next time, you know. Yeah. A lot of the time what those people I'm are doing. I'm making moves in silence. <laughs> <laughs> I'm making moves in silence. <laughs> Shut um, <laughs> what a lot of the time what those people are doing is looking for validation. Yeah. And they're saying, oh, I'm going to run 5K in 16 minutes. Like, yeah, you are. Mm-hmm. And they're like, yeah, he thinks. And you get a small bit of a bump from that, you yeah. know. And they're not saying, they're not telling other people goals for the act of telling them to yeah. they're just doing it for a small bit of positive reaffirmment yeah 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 which is nothing wrong with that too yeah I actually have a, a really good example right of a goal where I just set yeah. a number mm-hmm. and then a goal where I set a number combined with steps to get there go for a buddy so yeah I missed 250 kilos 11 times yeah because all I wanted to do was deadlift 250 kilos yeah and I did it two or three months ago yeah but I basically, in November of last year, started like deadlifting hard, going at it with no real plan. Mm-hmm. I'd go to the gym and do some deficits. Training hard in fairness, yeah. Yeah, then do some rack pulls. Yep. And then I'd do some normal deadlifts. Deadlifting kind of three times every eight days. So not quite three times a week. But getting after some deadlifts. Yeah. And then it'd be like every six or eight weeks, I'd be like, gonna try that 250 again. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I had failed 250 an incredible amount of times so it obviously wasn't working what i was doing yeah when and then i hit it again or yeah. i hit it eventually after doing a shitload of squatting um but then with the squat goal so i knew i wanted to do 230 mm-hmm. before the end of this like training cycle before i went did some like general physical preparedness yeah. stuff um or else try to get not so fat and out of shape for the summer um so what I did was Give Darren a thumbs up <laughs> What I did was Pick 230 I knew I wanted to do A certain amount of reps At 200 So I wanted to go for A 10 rep max At 200 kilos mm-hmm. Which didn't happen But You got 8 was it? Uh, 6 Oh 6 But it like So that was a really important goal I wanted to get Doubles at, which was at 220 5 more reps Than you'd ever done at 200 Yeah just It was that. Oh In terms of a volume PB It was Massive Huge With a big a big weight like Yeah um, And then I wanted to do Triples with 210 Doubles with 220 And I had these set out Months in advance mm-hmm. So then when st- So I literally started In the shed up there With 150 Doing 10s And then I was doing 10s And some Like reaching up Into the higher weights Every week Yeah And then I knew when I did 180 for 10, I was like, oh, things are happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I yeah. did, I think I did 190 for 5, uh, 200 for 3, 210 for a double, then 210 for 3, yeah, then 200 for that 10 rep max, which I ended up getting 6 reps at. Yeah. And then I had a few days of doing doubles at 220 and kind of singles around 210, 220. Mm-hmm. And then... Went for the 230 and it was like the easiest PB squad I've ever hit in my life. Yeah. And it was like having those three intermediary goals were 
it was like the ultimate confidence boost. You know, it's like having yeah. that little fella on your shoulder yeah, be like, yeah. yeah, you do it. The PV fairies. Just the PV fairies. And like, I was inviting PV fairies into my life yeah. by having intermediary go- or intermediate goals. Like, when, um, what about though, when you need to abandon the goal? So let's say you, so you're doing 250, right? Yeah. And you start doing a lot of rack pulls. Yeah. And let's say, and I, and I, don't, I don't think you did, but let's say you had said that right, I need to do rack pulls at 350 kilos. Yeah. And so you did 300 for three or something stupid. Yeah. And it was completely useless. Yeah. It but let's say you put a lot of value on that 300. Just as a tiny side note. Yeah. For anybody who wants to get better at deadlifting. Rack and pulls you're kind are kind of tall. Useless. Rack pull, I pulled 300 kilos the first time I tried. For a strong, <laughs> for a bigger one or in deadlift. Yeah. They're useless. They just don't seem to do anything for me. Could have told you that from the start. Yeah. And I did. You did, to be fair. But, but I still wanted to You do. still wanted to try yeah. them. But like... What about that um, emotional hit you take then that, that hit to your um, ego, as it were, when you have to desert that goal? Look, it's, it's let's say maybe maybe for that goal you would have been able to rationalise it because you knew it wouldn't be useful for your your big term goal. But let's say it was another goal that let's say just at some point it doesn't seem feasible. But that's so like how do you rationalise that then? I rationalise that by I was trying to do some weightlifting at the time as well. Yeah, and the amount of deadlifting I was doing was literally ruining everything else in my life. <laughs> Driving, Did, snatching, everything like yeah. just sitting in class was so hard. Yeah. Um. So that was it. Wasn't that hard of a goal to leave go of? And it was. I knew I'd be pushing my squats later on, uh, kind of early on in the new year. So it didn't bother me because I was like, I know my deadlift gets better when my squats gets better. Yeah. But in terms of just leaving go of goals. Yeah. It's incredibly different, difficult. Yeah. In like, you need to have something set up. So you can't just stop. If you're thriving to be an elite level weightlifter, yeah, or not even elite, but you want to snatch whatever, 150 kilos, yeah. And then you've tried for five or six years, and you're not going north of 110. Then, I think rather than just abandoning a goal immediately, you need to just reappraise and and you need to kind of as as the Americans would say, pivot. You know. So maybe maybe you're going to be yeah. using that strength, but uh, aiming for oh, aiming for a bigger snatch balance, and then aiming for bigger squats, and then. But is there anything to be said for just uh, my my probably life philosophy is brute force and pig ignorance? Is there anything for a goal? So you set that goal, unless you spend eight years trying it, and you didn't get there. Is there? Yeah. Is there going to be net sadness or net happiness at the end of that? Most of the time, What's I think so. Right, if if you've worked for eight years to try and achieve anything, yeah, and you know you've given it absolutely everything, it's going to be. Don't net. say any numbers now because you might curse me. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Go on, um, so, if you've worked towards anything for eight years, right? If yeah. you want to be really, really good yeah. at sweeping floors, and you sweep your ass off for eight years, yeah, and you're still not the best in the world. It's going to be net happiness at the end of it, right? Right. But if you if you kind of went out drinking with the lads a bit too much... Yeah, you, yeah, yeah. And you if you gave it your all, like... Yeah, and that's I think it's 100% dependent on effort and how much you tried to express how good you were and yeah. whatever genetic potential you had. If you, so you're saying if you knew you'd given it your all? Yeah. I, um, it's actually the cover of my phone. Um, it's called... One must imagine syphysis happy. So syphysis, syphysis, Jesus Christ, I can't say it. Is, um, <laughs> I'm glad we have those phone covers on the mics. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, it takes the... 
out of the P's and the, the <laughs> out of the S's. Yeah. There's somebody now listening to this through headphones is after getting shouting, <laughs> shouting <laughs> the word syphysis. Syphysis. Oh my, it's gone. But anyway, so he's a fella in um, in mythology. You know, he's pushing, he's rolling the stone up the hill. Yeah. And once he gets to the hill, it falls back down. And one must imagine him happy. You know. So yeah. basically, it means he has the work and he has his goal, and he's he can always do it. So he must be happy. Yeah. Which I totally agree with. And I really think we put so our goals are hugely powerful. Yeah. They're really, really important. Yeah. But we also tend to think that once I do this, everything in my life is gonna be so much better. Sisyphus. Yeah. Everything in my life is gonna be so much better, you know? Yeah. And like say right, we work so, so hard to snatch hundred kilos. Mm -hmm. I'm just using this as an arbitrary number now, but work so hard to snatch hundred kilos and then you snatch it. And what happens the instant it hits the floor? Yeah. You're like, uh, Th- oh, that was just, uh, and then it's like, yeah. uh, what am I going to do now? Like last week there, we were in between podcasts and stuff. We just went out chopping wood because he just needed a distraction, yeah. you know. Something work is just good for work in itself, you know. Yeah. The thing the weather is great here at the moment. Un- unseasonably so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, there's something to be said for, um, when, like, say, Especially powerlifting and weightlifting now. The longer you go, the less your PBs will be frequently occurring. And sometimes you will have worked so hard for those that when you do hit that goal, you'll have put so much energy into it. Yeah. You've nothing left for happiness from that goal. Yeah. Which is so unfortunate. Oh <laughs> and my that's God. why, you know, weightlifting is one of the hardest sports to be good at. So it's like might not be the hardest sport. I know some people argue that and it's a very ambiguous term and it doesn't yeah, matter but it's one of the hardest ones to be good at it yeah because that does happen like there's not, like not me I get so pumped when I hit big goals yeah <laughs> but it has happened where I've been like mm. say I've hit like a 170 clean jerk or 175 or something and I've just been like just, just nothing yeah. absolutely nothing like when I hit 290 I wasn't in any way pumped yeah I was just like is that 300 but when I hit 120 there during the week if you listen to the video I have like a manic laugh like I was yeah, yeah, yeah. So fucking amped up, you know. Yeah. Or one ninety, I was really happy, you know. So it's kind of sometimes then it goes the other way. Like I was saying with the one ninety, the one ninety wasn't the number that I really gave a shit about. Yeah. But that I'd finally hit another clean and jerk PB was something I was so happy about. Yeah. So it's fun. It's it can be that I suppose comes down to how much you put on that goal. And yeah, you do hit I it. think I think it is. So da- like dangerous. It's it's not dangerous, obviously, but it is like it's slightly dangerous just to have single goals, yeah, and just have goals about one thing, yeah, right. Um, if a young flit throws everything into being a good rugby player, yeah, and then we can't play rugby anymore, yeah, that is the only goals they have in their life. <laughs> Do you know That's, anyone like that? No, yeah, right, that happens, yeah, and when you've no goals, yeah, because the only goals you had were to be a really good rugby player. Mm-hmm. And you weren't really achieving them anyway, but then were you're you not, not allowed to play rugby anyway. Were you not, or was he not? Possibly not. Yeah. Um. But like still working towards it. Yeah. And then suddenly something happens and you can't achieve that goal. And like this happens so easily, right? If you're training away and you like really want to snatch 100 kilos um, and then suddenly you get knee tendonitis, which happens yeah. for weightlifters, knee mm-hmm. pain happens. And then you message a responsible coach or you message a seeker page or something like that. Yeah. And you say, Oh, I've got knee tendonitis. What am I going to do with my training? 
we're going not to tell the road you stop. to anywhere squat program. Yeah, definitely not a squat program. Yeah. But we're going to tell you stop. And realistically, anyone who's responsible about coaching will tell you to stop yeah. doing what you're doing to aggravate it. And now suddenly, the only goal you have and the only thing you're really like pushing hard towards yeah. is gone away. Yeah. Like there's no harm to diversify what you're setting goals about. It, like we understand how sad it'll make you. Yeah. We, I get it so much. <laughs> myself and Garf have been on hour long car journeys home after training and not spoken. And I remember driving home from Tralee with you one night. Yeah. And it was like, during the winter, it was like lashing sleet yeah. out of the sky. Yeah. As after pee being my snatch and my cleaning jerk. Mm-hmm. It's like five o'clock and it's pitch dark mm-hmm. and neither of us spoke until I dropped you home. Yeah, yeah. And it was, we might have like chatted like barely, but it was just like silence. Yeah. And then I just remember having this like introspective moment of being like, every, like everything I do from when I wake up in the morning yeah. to when I go to sleep is thinking about training. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some form or another, yeah. my training or someone else's. Yeah. Now we've just hit two PBs, which will make me so happy. Yeah. I did one twelve and a half in the snatch, which yeah. is where the suspicious thing came from. Yeah, yeah. And I did, I think, like one forty two and a half or one forty five in the clean jerk. Yeah. Legit, legit things that should make me really happy. Yeah, yeah. And then it's just like, like as I said earlier, the second that bear hits the floor, I'm like, yeah. oh. Now the mystique of it's gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, now that thing yeah. I want is gone. But then you could hit the 150 and be like, oh, fucking. Oh, my God. You'd feel so jacked. So yeah. it's very hard to predict on your. And like, like there was a few weeks, a few months ago there. I remember I was like standing in the kitchen and um, I was just like, I was incredibly sad because the training had gone super shit, you know. Yeah. And I was just a downer. Look, and I was, I was like cooking food or something. And was just like, what's wrong? And I was like. <laughs> just training like so it's just not going well just standing there like a gorilla yeah <laughs> saddest <laughs> the saddest gorilla ever just crying onto your chest hair but that is like and that's another time where our goals we've written down can become really important yeah because if you're standing in the kitchen and training's gone really badly and it's or they me the chains that drown you <laughs> <laughs> and uh and training's gone really badly and it hasn't been going well for a month yeah. and you're not getting on with your coach yeah. and you hate the other girl who shares the platform with you. Prick. And then you just, you open up your thing. Yeah. You pick the nice low-hanging fruit. Yeah. And you're like, gonna improve, I'm not saying strict press is low-hanging fruit, but gonna improve my strict press. Yeah, yeah. And you just go get after that. Yeah. You bury yourself into that for two or three weeks. Yeah. Improve that. It might only be a five kilo PB or it might be like getting back to where you were before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then go at it again that, that, I suppose that leads on to another thing about goals is that they're very often not linear no and oftentimes they can be you'll have a like you'll have like an X Y axis but you'll also have a minus X Y yeah. axis and you'll oftentimes you can go backwards yeah only to take a few weeks and a few weeks to jump forward farther than you ever were and there are very likely might be no good reason that you can see like there obviously is a reason yeah but to like from the current standards of uh, training mythology and like understanding human body no one will have a fucking clue and probably never will because no one will care that much about weightlifting or powerlifting but there'll be periods where but the goals in general themselves are just non-linear ever hardly ever like like the last two weeks of my strict press were linear yeah but the six months the eight months before that were going nowhere no and like your strict press has gone up but something else has definitely gone down but even on like say when I hit 115 on the Tuesday yeah on Friday then I was in uh, Bandon with G or whatever 
like 90 for 3 was feeling hard like yeah but then on Sunday they did 100 for 5 a goal which I tried 3 or 4 times and then the day after it went 20 like if you looked at like on a macro scale of a of a graph like it would be like a fucking Richter scale of an, an earthquake like you know yeah. th- those kind of things so it's important just to if you have chosen your goals right and you've your process you you have let's say you're doing it yourself you're some coaching you and you have you know the process is right. Yeah. Sometimes you just have to get fucking brute force and pig ignorance it out. Yeah. No matter how, that might be in the ma- macro scale of years, you know. And nobody has continued to get stronger and never gotten weaker at any point. Oh, 100%. Or, and if they have, they just haven't trained for long enough. Unless you're like Lasher or something. I'd say Lasher would still go up and down over the course of a year. Doesn't look like it. <laughs> he definitely has. Yeah. Do you know, like... So it, like yeah that's another good thing people can suffer easier when they know other people are suffering yeah and so like if you you need like it's and important like, to understand that other people so like even if like even if it's not numerical goals but if you're like a crossfitter or, yeah. or, or like you're say a rugby player or a basketball player like no one's always having a perfect game or perfect wads or perfect gymnastics routine or no no matter what you think about it or if you're like a pro drifter like you're not it's just not having it's never going to be perfect for you all the time so it's important to realise that pro drifter pro drifter <laughs> pro drift study you know it's important to remember that it will it will come back around eventually yeah but that eventually might be a very long time and it might be a lot of long enough time for you it might be too long for you but for those of the people I suppose who will stick with it it will come back eventually or if not like you're, like Dara was saying that you're sweeping the floor if you've honestly given it everything you'll know yeah. and you'll be happy in the end anyway yeah and that is the thing of like realistically it's your effort you're happy with it's not going to be clean and jerky 200 kilos it's going to be I trained my ass off for 9 years mm-hmm. and achieved something that was that nobody else around me was achieving at the time there's that thing too I suppose if, um, so this doesn't really apply to a lot of people listening I suppose but of elite athletes when they finish up what do they do you know yeah what do they do we're not going to get into that no no because we need like hours it business <laughs> business getting into business getting into business um, <laughs> I worry about that every day you just day. need to go you just need to go and listen to um, Mike Tyson and Joe Rogan's <laughs> ask getting in business go we farm business so I worry about that sometimes <clears throat> but Mises Waller said I've about seven years more progress yeah. so just gonna like everything else I do push it off <laughs> <laughs> I think on that uh, just ignore it yeah Um. I don't think there's anything too much that we're missing about goals other than be sensible but pick good goals train hard for them believe in them don't and look if if you're training in the middle of nowhere yeah we, we had a call with a guy last week who's training in his gym at home in Finland so he he left medical school obviously a huge tra- change in his life yeah, and he's back training. There's nobody around him. Yeah, no he's, coach. He left his coach as well because yeah. he moved home. Um, so if you're somebody in a situation like that, right? Oh yeah. Like, shoot us a message. Yeah. And if it's like, I have no idea where to go with this, but I know I want to get better. Mm-hmm. Shoot us a message, or even shoot us a message like, guys, can I organize a Skype call? Which we've done. Um, four of them. Four people so far, and uh, you know. Like we're it's more than happy to help, and for us, if you don't mind us recording it, we would very much like that because then we can um, upload it. Because a lot of things, yeah. like there is like it's totally unrelated now, or not unrelated, but it's just a sheer coincidence. A lot of the times, the people we've talked to didn't have any specific goals, 
Yeah. And they were just weren't getting better and they're floundering around in their training. Yeah. Because they didn't yeah. know where to go or what to do to get there. Yeah. So do like shoot us a message and obviously we'll like we're we're trying to be the good people to tell your goals to. Yeah. And we will give you everything we possibly can to try and help make it happen. But realistically we might only have an hour a week to do that. Yeah. Or maybe an hour every two weeks to do that at the moment. So it might be six months down the line before you get a call. Yeah. But do shoot us a message and we will like we'll message back and forth with you. We'll try and help that and then if we can't schedule one we will. Sometimes it's just um a lot of times we won't know when we can do it until the day of. Yeah. So usually we just message message someone. Message message someone. And if they're available, they're our available. Speech and elocution uh, teacher <laughs> never came through our warm ups today. If it was um like a lot of times it'd be in the evening, and if it's if you're not available at six p.m. GMT, unfortunately it's GMT daylight saving like, time. You know we can't really schedule with you because they might not be able to reschedule for another two weeks or, so or something. Yeah. So a lot of times it's just if you message someone and they're available, and they're ready to take the call. Yeah. Yeah, that's about it. Yeah, and as always, if there's any other training related things, shoot us a message. At Seeker Strength on the Instagrams. Big things happening here, making moves oh, in silence. If you, if you, uh, <laughs> oh, is it too late? This, what? This won't be up before the t shirts are finished. It will. Oh, will be up. When are you putting it up? Tonight. Am I holding you accountable to your goals? You're holding me accountable to my goals. Are you not putting up the training reflections, though? The training reflections is up now. Right. So, today is Saturday. Yeah. If you're listening to this now and it's Saturday, this then you of July. need and you want to get Saturday the sixth of July, my birthday, 2019. Uh, if you want a T-shirt, one of those Black Seeker Strength T-shirts, you got to message us straight away because pre-orders close on Monday. Well, the no, they're 8th. not pre-orders; it's just orders. Oh or, yeah, orders close on yeah. Monday the eighth. Um, and just make sure you get it in because this batch of T-shirts is going to go out, and then the next batch of T-shirts probably won't be for like a month. A, a month so this one is going to be made to order so our first batch we will do um have stocks after this but just for the first batch it's, yeah. it's made to order so they need to be in by monday and if it's made an order by monday it needs to be paid by wednesday the 10th as not wednesday six, seven, eight. Yeah, yeah wednesday the 10th uh so everyone who so far has uh, paid so that's okay but so if you're listening to this like dara said on the sixth or before monday or on monday the eighth or whatever so send don't messages on instagram so send us an email well do message on Instagram if you want but yeah. preferably if you want to get it more streamlined email seekestrengthapparel at gmail.com and say what size you want how many you want what gender you want the shirt in and your address we'll send you so basically pretty much anywhere in the world is about 5 euro shipping 450 or so just seems to be a flat rate um, the t-shirts thankfully are very light and they can be fit into an envelope so it's fairly cheap so like someone in Australia is 450 Someone in Germany is 4.50. It's just the lead times is yeah. between five and seven days. So if you're listening to this, say how many you want, what you want. Um, we'll send, so realistically, it'll be about 4.50 shipping, which we'll send you a PayPal. But we'll confirm it before we charge you, obviously. We'll send a PayPal. They'll be, the order will be sent in on Wednesday or Thursday to the manufacturers. They'll take about a week to get them to us, probably. Yeah. And then the lead time, most of them, is about five to seven days, it says. We're going to be keeping you up to date on the story Yep. most days anyway as we're kind of uh processing them the thing is if you're listening to this now and you're driving and you can't take down the email addresses go to our instagram page and there's a post up yeah with a picture of girth wearing the t-shirt yeah um and email addresses and all those details there 
and after this we'll obviously so the t-shirts are just to you have to do like short term goals to longer term goals so it will be eventually seek apparel rather than seek a strength yeah and that beautiful stag will be all over the place so coming to the obviously in, no one wants to think about the autumn but autumn is only about two months I know August it's still really summer fall for some people fall for some people so for us we'll have to be thinking about it we'll be getting uh, sweaters black blue and probably red white goes with all of those the white yeah. crests um, we'll see about shorts but it's probably not feasible now although people not right now it'll be sweaters and uh, if you can find some nice long sleeves yeah. I love a good long sleeve so you're so yacked or a long sleeve baseball tee Oh yeah, different color sleeves. My I God, red, um, what colors could you do with this? You do a white body, black sleeves, and a black crest. A black crest, yeah. Jeez, you devil, yeah. Be sick. So some of them will probably change the location of the seeker strength crest. So it might, you might just have the stag on the the left breast, and then the seeker strength might be in the back. Yeah, just to keep our logo there. But also, I think the the stag is very sleek, you know. Yeah, and I think it looks great. So we want to kind of become, because. We didn't originally the seek the stag. We hadn't really thought. We thought apparel would be longer away, but it just looks great. Yeah, so it does look great, and everybody wants it. Apparently, black is the only color now. But yeah, so it's, I think I can't wait to get the sweaters. We're doing the Henry Ford approach. You could have any color you want as long as it's black. That's literally what I said in the post. Yeah, any is color, it as in any color as long as it's black? <laughs> so so do sweaters. Get your orders in pants. Sorry, obviously pants will be training pants that will be a little bit longer that's where we genuinely are making moves in silence <laughs> <laughs> um, so we actually originally years ago as well as we thought about getting uh, pants with a padding but don't tell them it's a secret it's not a secret <laughs> um, but so we'll have just normal nice training yeah. pants and uh, so I really want sweaters I love wearing those yeah the non-hooded sweatshirt yeah oh my god this is a brilliant yeah. and if you're anyway jacked you look just great you look there's something with the sweep over your traps yeah just the high neckline makes your checks oh my god yeah so I am neck free since 93 <laughs> while wearing <laughs> a non-hooded sweatshirt I think uh, so I'm thinking red uh, blue and black obviously yeah and then we'll see about the baseball long sleeves yeah so obviously if we start as soon or we come up with shorts and tanks but that'll wait till next year yeah maybe the shorts will but we'll see how it goes yeah we'll have priorities and obviously the usual assortment of programs um so we have our seek away thing this is the shameless plug section and thank you for listening getting this far so yeah. one of the things i do like about spotify is that the average it gives you average listens and how what percentage and average listen listens is, listens. Um, is usually within about three seconds of the whole thing Three to ten seconds of the Which whole. Which is phenomenal. Idiots. <laughs> <laughs> so we have seek a weightlifting, thing. Self-explanatory. Seek a power thing. Self-explanatory. So seek a strength for uh, branded t- trademark CrossFit slash fitness athletes. <laughs> uh, seek a... Um, so we've our... Obviously we're off-season athletes. So at the moment, a lot of the off-season athletes will have gotten into it a few weeks ago. And we have a lot of people on off season at the moment. I suppose more will be coming now in September. Yeah. When, when, so we kind of think about it in terms of rugby, I suppose, at the moment. Yeah. But loads of people come to off season in a few weeks, and we'll obviously be reminding you again. And then we have the the big seller was the Sika Road Anywhere Basketball Program. Yeah. And um, that is the absolute star of the show. Please, if you have an injury, don't, don't. ask us. Can you do it? Don't do it. Because we'll tell you no. Like we've turned away. <laughs> it's in. 30 plus now I think Easily 
yeah. easily 30 plus between being injured and turned away or not having requisite experience of some weightlifting. Of weightlifting. You know, like we obviously want every single bit of business we can get, but um, it's just not not cool to let you start a program that you don't like. You need like maybe five to six months experience to lift before yeah. you can get some comfortability. And, and if you have a repetitive strain injury yeah. or an acute injury. Or if you just had surgery or something. Yeah. We're, we do turn people away for that. Yeah. As much as we hate that. Yeah. A lot of times it will tell you, like, we'll tell you come back or whatever, but it's, um, it's just, it's just not ethical, I suppose, to sell no. a program. If you've, like, if you've double knee tendonitis, the last thing you need to start doing is a really intense eight-week squat program. <laughs> that, like, so there was someone there, uh, Christopher Erickson, well, like, he's so impressive. So impressive. So he did, he did the backstop program. He added, oh, I think it was 15 kilos. So he's 5RM and he's 3RM. Yeah, and then he had a five kilo one RM, like he would have he could have hit another five kilos. I'd say more more if he'd given it a week. But and the squats looked great. They were not grindy squats. But then he he took a break, and then he did not much of a break. Actually, no, he probably took fuck all of a break considering. So then he did this the road any the road anywhere backside program with front squats inside. So he did two weeks of tens and eights, and then another week of eights later on in the front squat. And then he had a 15 kilo PB front squat. Yeah. I think it's outrageous. I would never do that Such program. Such consistent gains. And his front squat looked way better. <clears> the one, <throat> se- when the one yeah. I think he went from 170 to 185. And the 185 looked so good. Um, he said his snatch clean jerk obviously went up along with those. I can't wait to see what a snatch and clean jerk are like. Yeah. In kind of two or three months when he brings that strength over. But it obviously was coming with it. I think, yeah. did he say like a 10 kilo PB clean jerk or something like that? Something stupid. He's clean and jerking legit weights too, like he's 140 very, or something. Yeah, he's obviously very... No, it's more. It's, it's like close to 160. Is it? He's obviously very talented too, I suppose. <coughs> yeah. But um, there wouldn't be a hope in hell I would ever do that program with front... <laughs> I'm trying to do fives during the week now and some It involves sets. doing sets of tens. I'm trying to do fives in front squat during the week now and I'm giving up a three. <laughs> yeah. It's just... It's, it's r- so many reps. Audacious. <laughs> but anyway... We better leave it there. How long was that? An hour and a half. Right. Hour and 25 minutes. Perfect. Thanks for listening, guys. And girls, our female numbers have gone through the roof. So originally it was um, it was in line with other another people. Another tangent, talked. yeah, another tangent. But I think it's interesting. Um, uh, we were wondering why, but we don't really know. I suppose um, maybe it's our, as Paddy Lilla said, our dulcet tones entertain people. But our uh, so any people, other people we've talked to, run a podcast in terms of like say fitness industry, all encompassing as that term is. Yeah, their female listenership is like less than like it's like a, it's like a less body of ours is a powerlifting podcast and it's less than one percent yeah it's like less than one percent it's like Joe Rogan said it's like a one in ten or something yeah. which would be like one percent or whatever ours is up to eleven percent total audience now so not listening oh my god which is one percent um, non-specified yeah but the rest like eleven percent female is um, it's so good to see worrying <laughs> <laughs> no it's fantastic so no it's brilliant Um, I would like to know why that's why why that is why why that is so be, compared to other podcasts don't know um, just because you're so handsome there <laughs> your cow's lick no, hairline nothing like a terrible hairline and severe traumatic brain injuries <laughs> R- to, bring compl- a, to bring in a female great hand though you have <laughs> I do have a great hand yeah in fairness you have to have something going for you <laughs> okay thanks guys goodbye <laughs>